We are officially here. This is our second annual mock draft by the Fumble Rooski podcast. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Seeker Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros, guys. It is that time of year again. And CJ, you can officially say it. Say who you are. Now, for those of you at home who don't know me, I'm a big draft guy, and that oh, yeah. and today it's it's time. It's time. Hallelujah! It's time. That's absolutely right. Well, CJ around this time last year gave us the suggestion when he first joined the show. He said, "Hey, the last podcast we did, we used the this mock draft simulator, and we get we did our own official mock draft, and we gave it out to the public, and gave the people what they wanted." So we did the same, and now here we are on our second one, and we're ready to get started. So we're going to break it up into three segments. So uh, we'll break the, 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 the mock draft into thirds. So we'll go 1 to 10 for the first segment, uh, 11 to 20 in the next one, and then 21 to 31, no 32, courtesy of the Miami Dolphins. Um, but you guys ready to mock some – players to some teams oh i certainly am oh, oh we're Please ready actually don't do that for every pick i feel oh, like no i'm not i just want to do it for one that's going to oh. get annoying to our audience but you could do it before every segment how about that no no i already did what i wanted it's fine all right we'll do that all right and we probably just got nailed for copyright but who cares Wait, what Oh, boo. Doesn't matter. The NBA uses it too. It's fine. It's whatever. All right. So, Tuck, do you want to kick us off with our number one overall pick by the Carolina Panthers? The number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. That seems like the consistent consensus, considering C.J. Stroud is dropping. We all thought this is the clear-cut number one overall pick for the Carolina Panthers. They have a desperate need at quarterback. They jump all the way up to one to get a quarterback. I see that that's where they're going to go. All right. So for our number one overall pick, we have Bryce Young, who has overtaken by a mile the number one pick. He is the odds-on favorite. CJ, want to give us the number two for Houston? All righty. Talk some sense into, into this one, man. Yeah, yeah. It ain't going to be easy, but I'll try. So the second pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Houston Texans are going to take, oh, brother, Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. Now let me tell you something. It's not a pick I agree with. It's not what they should do. But I think if they stay at two, they will do it. So a lot of reports have come out that have said – that they really want Bryce Young. They're not high on C.J. Stroud. They don't want him. But apparently a lot of people around the league believe in Will Levis for some odd reason. And, yeah, so I think Houston's going to take him if they don't trade back because I think Houston is now one of the prime trade back candidates. But 
let's face it, this is not a good pick. It's kind of like if you go back to last year's mock draft when we said that Trayvon Walker would go number one, we said he should not, but he will. This is something. It's the same thing with Will Levis. He should not, but there's a very real chance he goes number two. Yeah, I mean, we really, really think that C.J. Stroud would be a great fit uh, for the Houston Texans, but they it, it's looking more and more likely that if they don't trade back, which that's a, that is a very real possibility that they go Will Levis for their quarterback. They should go quarterback either way, but just I feel like they're taking the wrong one. But without further ado, I have our number three overall pick with the Arizona Cardinals, Will Anderson Jr., Edge, Alabama. So you lose both of your starting uh, uh, edges. So it's pretty logical that if you stay here, if you're Arizona, Arizona, because another possibility where a team could trade back, if they don't, there's no doubt in my mind that they are going to go edge and it's Will Anderson Jr. by a long shot. I think he is the he is the number one edge and that is the guy who you take if the Cardinals wish to stay at number three. But um at number four, Tuck, you want to give us who Indy's picking? With the number four pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Indianapolis Colts finally get a quarterback for the future finally get rid of all the past their prime quarterbacks and they select cj Stroud, quarterback from ohio state it's a it's about time he got off the board i'm still upset that will levis goes before him i think cj Stroud is clearly the better overall prospect and player than will levis but it's a nice little slide and a benefit for indianapolis to pick him up right here that is huge for indianapolis as the last time that they had a high pick like this and used it out on a quarterback, Andrew Luck turned out to be a pretty good quarterback. Then they killed what, him. It, yeah, it's what they did afterwards that really that really put the nails in the coffin. Um, but CJ, with the fifth pick, who are the Seahawks taking? The Seattle Seahawks, we think, will select Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia. Now, the Jalen Carter saga has been something else. Turned out his street racing incident led to the death of a teammate. He showed up to uh, his pro day overweight and couldn't finish his drills. But that will not put him out of the top five, at least not according to us. Now, he still has the high upside. He's been working out more. Most of the legal issues are behind him. So I think Seattle will take him. Their defensive line is arguably the weakest unit on that roster. And if you can unlock his full potential, oh, boy, he's going to be deadly. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, – Jalen uh, Jalen Carter is a guy who is going to be um, – I mean, he – even if he just got in trouble, with, which he did, he, the talent's just too, too good to pass up. Um, but – with the number six pick, which I have, Detroit is going to take. We have Christian Gonzalez, cornerback, Oregon. Uh, so if the Seahawks didn't take Jalen Carter, he would be going to Detroit because that is a need for them. They were dead last in yards allowed to running backs uh, on the ground this year. 
So it would be there. However, they have another first-round pick, so they can still focus on, on it there. But cornerback is another need for them. They have it nailed down pretty well, but they have everything kind of kind of set. They've they've addressed everywhere they needed to uh, they've needed to go. But um, it would make that it would make that defense, especially the secondary, that much more elite if they went corner. Um, but at seven, who is Vegas taking, Tuck? With the seventh overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm still not used to calling them that. Select Ohio State tackle Paris Johnson. They need to be able to protect Jimmy G, or as I like to call him, porn star Jimmy. They need to protect him for his life because last year they were one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Paris Johnson is, I believe, the best overall tackle in the draft this year. And with some fine-tuning, I believe he'll be a benefit to that new O-line. So, yeah, that's where I picked him. All right. So, Vegas going Paris Johnson Jr. They have an offensive line that has played better than they are capable of, but it doesn't hurt to go offensive line and actually get some talent there. Um, to, to, comp, to, to, you know, give them some reinforcements because they've been doing well. So throw them a bone. But at eight, CJ, who is Atlanta taking? So at the eighth pick, we have the Atlanta Hawks taking uh, Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas. Now, all cards on the table, not a pick I agree with. In fact, uh, Albert Breer has said that Robinson has been consistently linked to the Falcons. And a lot of people have noticed that they are showing like a lot of interest in him. And for some people who think he could go mid to late first, the Falcons might take a gamble and scoop him up. He's been regarded by some as a generational talent. And like, as, oh, he's a top 10 player in this year's class. But see, here's the thing. As good as he may be, this is 2023. And, and you don't draft a running back this high anymore. You know, it's yeah. not a pick I agree with, but I can definitely see it happening. Yeah, unfortunately, so many teams wind up making this mistake. They take a running back in the first round, more specifically early in the first round. A lot of the times they do pan out, but it doesn't do much for them. I mean, like Leonard Fournette wound up being a stud for Jacksonville. And Saquon Barkley is a is one of the better bat- backs in the league when he's healthy. But And Ezekiel Elliott same way but none of the teams who have drafted a running back in the first round have won a super bowl so that says something but without uh with that being said at number nine i have chicago taking peter skaronsky the tackle out of northwestern i am very skeptical about them taking a tackle but i feel like that's the best route that they can take it's the safest one too because your top priority needs to be getting protection for Justin Fields, who has been the one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league the last two seasons. And that is not a good environment to raise your quarterback in. You finally got him some targets. That's great. And you got a nice little defense behind him as well. Now go and get some more protection. You got Braxton Jones on one end. 
get that bookend with Peter Skaronsky at right tackle. But that being said, don't rule out Chicago trading back. In fact, you could almost you could almost bet on them to, bet on them to trade back. But we're not doing trades. We're not doing trades because that's just impossible to predict. Even if we do predict which teams do trade out, there's the the compensation is going to be too tricky. So you guys can do that on your own time. But we're going to stick with Chicago staying at number nine, and they take Peter Skaronsky. Um, but again, they're going to they're going for a right tackle, so they could trade back and take a tackle who is more capable of playing right tackle because, I mean, it's easier to find those than on the left side. Um, but that is my pick at number nine for Chicago. Tuck, give us number 10 by Philly. With the 10th and final pick of segment one in the 2023 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Tyree Wilson edge Texas Tech. Now, this is a luxury pick for the Eagles, who just came off a Super Bowl berth. They just lost Javon Hargraves, and I think Tyree Wilson will make up for that on the edge. I think he's going to be very happy being in this defense with Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis. He'll have more one-on-one opportunities and more tackles to beat up upon and quarterbacks to prey upon. I think this is a good pick for the Eagles, and I think he might be in the running for defensive rookie of the year just with the pieces around them. All right. Well, there you have it. Our top 10 for this year's 2023 NFL draft. We can't wait for it. And we absolutely cannot wait for this next segment where we have 11 through 20. So that is Tennessee. It'll be, it'll be starting with Tennessee and ending with Seattle. This is one You won't want to miss. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros. Our second annual mock draft of the NFL draft. So we are doing 11 to 20 this segment. So that middle 10 of round one. CJ, kick us off with Tennessee. So... With the 11th overall pick, we have the Tennessee Titans selecting Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. Now, this is not a pick that we agree with, but for all intents and purposes, we have heard that their starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, is on the trade block. And a report came out today that the Titans are very unhappy with former third-rounder Malik Willis. So they're going to – I think they're going to shoot their shot and try to get Anthony Richardson. Uh not something I like. Schematically, he's an awful fit. 
I and I've been very adamant that I think he's too raw, but hey, that that won't stop their GM from taking him. I fear. Yeah, and in their defense, to talk some sense into it, if they were to hold on to Ryan Tannehill as well and draft Anthony Richardson at eleven. I mean, Richardson has has been considered to be a project if he even does work on the NFL level. So if he were to sit behind Tannehill for a year and then come in and start some games, that would make some that would make a little bit of sense. That's something that uh, number ten overall pick in the twenty seventeen NFL draft, Patrick Mahomes did, and his career wound up going pretty well, I will say. So that is something that they could do, but. With the number 12 overall pick, the Houston Texans are going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. So whichever quarterback they take, whether it's Will Levis or even if they have some sense in them and they take C.J. Stroud, they're still going to need a weapon for him. And they did, they did go out and sign Robert Woods, which is a which has some, that has some potential to it. They got Noah Brown, who had a career year. But they traded away Brandon Cooks, who was their wide receiver one. So mm-hmm. they need a number one guy to go along with their their assu- assumed franchise quarterback, right? Jackson Smith and Jigba fits that bill. They go wide receiver, and I think this is a slam dunk. The Ohio State products usually wind up panning out. I mean, just look at how it worked out in last year's draft. Both of them were runners-up for – rookie of the year actually one of them won it garrett wilson chris olave had pretty explosive seasons especially with the quarterback play they were playing they were uh they were working with smith and jigbo will not have he will have that luxury so they go wide receiver but at 13 tuck who's green bay selecting despite my opinion with the 13th overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers select Dalton Kincaid tied in out of Utah. I said when we were doing this, if they were going to take a tight end, they were going to take a certain somebody, but we'll get to that later. But I think he fits within the system. I believe he'll do fine with the system. Jordan Love needs a new offensive weapon to throw to, and they're kind of uh, at tight end. So, yeah, I think this is a nice piece for made to give as a security blanket for Jordan Love as he starts to actually take over the reins now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. Yeah, well, they lose Aaron Rodgers because he wanted out. And, you know, they, they lost Devontae Adams in a trade because he wanted out as well. So it makes sense that they try to build a good young team around uh, Jordan Love. They also lost Robert Tunyon as well. So they are very meh at the tight end position and just in overall pass catchers. So it makes a lot of sense. But, CJ, your New England Patriots, my Pats, who are they taking at 14? Don't know how he fell this far, but at pick 14, we have the New England Patriots taking the shutdown quarter out of corner out of Illinois, Devin Witherspoon. Now, here's the thing. As Pats fans, we know Bill Belichick loves to trade down to accrue more picks. Granted, you know, he does it regardless of the talent that's on the board. But I think Devin Witherspoon's a player that if he's available, 
if you're Bill Belichick, I don't know how he can resist. He gets drinking like a drug. The fight is in your face, man to man, press corner, with good balls. You're cutting out a little bit. Huh? Oh, you were we cutting can. out a little. Oh, I was just going to say he fits the defense like a glove. And he's the kind of feisty in your face press corner that Bill Belichick loves. And they need a true corner one who can play outside. If he's there, there's no reason for Bill to do his usual trade back. You okay. can't leave somebody like that on the table. And I honestly don't know if, he, if he's there that Bill will be able to resist. Yeah, and unfortunately, Bill has been able to, to resist in years past, particularly last year when both Devin Lloyd and Trent McDuffie were, at the, were on the board and he, they decided to trade back and then take a guard in the first round. So that was insult added to injury. But yeah, at certainly 15, a strange pick. What? Certainly a strange pick if I do say so myself. At number 15, <laughs> at number 15, the New York Jets. I got no comment on that. At number 15, the New York Jets select uh, tackle Broderick Jones out of Georgia. So it, it's, it's pretty simple on what the Jets need here. They have talent everywhere you look on the field. They now have their quarterback that they've been searching for years. So what do they need? They need to shore up that offensive line. Now, it's not bad when it's healthy, but key phrase, when it's healthy. So you got to keep on hammering that offensive line and go tackle. You go Broderick Jones from Georgia. That's my pick. Uh, but 16, Tuck, who is Washington going to take? I believe with the 16th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Washington Commanders will select Brian Branch, cornerback, well, cornerback safety, basically a DB from Bama. Yes, sir. Uh, they need help in the secondary. I believe Brian Branch can cover them at either cornerback or safety, preferably at safety, even though I do like what Cam Curl is doing there. Overall, they just need help in the secondary, so hurry up and just take the next best thing the next best DB prospect that's available in Brian Branch. Yeah, well, their secondary does tend to be very weak, at least this year. So they are going to need some help there, and Brian Branch is the guy. You can stick him at cornerback, safety, and either will work. Um, CJ, who's Pittsburgh taking at 17? <laughs> Ah, the Pittsburgh Steelers, a pick 17. We, like father, like son, they're taking Joey Porter Jr., the corner from Penn State. Now, here's the deal. I, this is another time where I don't think Pittsburgh should take him. Because, look, it's a classic Steelers pick. They have a very, very pressing need at offensive line. You've got a very good tackle on the board, but they throw caution to the wind to get the flashy pick. That's what I think is going to happen. Now, I'll say that Porter's bad. He fits their scheme well. Plus, come on, his father was like a great linebacker for the Steelers. So I feel like if Porter's on the board, no matter what their need is, they're going to snag him. They also really, really badly need cornerback help. 
They lost Cam Sutton in free agency. And they brought in Patrick Peterson, the fossil. <laughs> so he still that, nicely. Yeah, but I mean you take it year by year with those guys. The old ones. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe he has a little bit left in him, but I mean, come on. Cam Cam Sutton versus Cam Sutton versus Patrick Peterson, it's not even it's not even close. And Joey Porter Jr. Um, all right. So for Detroit, I have number 18, and I believe I actually had Detroit uh the last go round at number six. I picked Christian uh Christian Gonzalez. They're going to go tight end this time. So they're going to the offensive side of the ball with Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. So they could go a couple of ways with this pick. And it is hot. We did have trouble with this one. But when you think about it, they did trade away TJ Hawkinson, which probably wasn't the best idea because he was still young. But they want, they did it. So here we are. We're not going to – none of this woulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But they're going to take tight end. But they could go defense. That is another option that they that they go. Because they do, at this point, still need some help on the interior defensive line. That is if that is if Jalen Carter isn't passed on by Seattle. So that is some, that is a route they, that they could go. There's a lot of different way things they can do with this. We just believe we just happen to believe it's going to be tight end. But talk, give us Tampa Bay's number 19 overall pick. With the 19th overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Darnell Wright, tackle from Tennessee. Listen, I don't believe I, – I believe Donovan Smith on the other side of the – well, I, I think he's on the downslope of his career. I think Darnell Wright will be a major upgrade at the tackle spot. Tristan Wirfs is already a fantastic player at right tackle. I would prefer that Tristan Wirfs wants to go over to left and I can put Darnell Wright at right to start off and then flip-flop if things progress. But overall, the I right think spot Darnell, for him. Yeah, I think it'd be a better spot for him. I think Wirfs should be the left tackle. But overall, I think they overall uh, they need to fix their tackle spots because Baker Mayfield needs his tackles in order to work, obviously. But overall, I think this is a good pickup for them specifically since they got their new quarterback of the future in Baker Mayfield. Uh, you didn't get, you didn't get my joke, by the way, when I said. I heard it. I just chose to ignore it. You just, just chose to ignore it, but yeah. I, I mean, he has a he has a hell of a he has a hell of a last name. Just you know, just. But <sighs> all right, I'll stop. I'm sorry. Um, I forgive you. It would be the right thing to do because regardless of what they do at at quarterback from here on out, they need to stay young in that offensive line. Whoever, like the best way to build a team is to start at the ball and work your way out. So by working on the offensive line, that is the best way to start. So whichever quarterback you do wind up taking, he doesn't get killed as he's trying to learn the NFL ways. Um but CJ, give us your our last pick of this segment at number 20 overall, the Seattle at, Seahawks. Yep, at number 20, we have the Seahawks double dipping at D-line with them getting the Clemson edge rusher Miles Murphy. Now we are going 
when we were talking about this, there was some back and forth between Murphy and some other edge rushers. But plain and simple, Murphy, I think, just fits their scheme better. When you look at the D-linemen they've had in yesteryear, like Cliff Averill and Michael Bennett, the last real good DNs they've had, Murphy fits that bill. And he's just a big, mauling defensive end that can put an O-lineman on their butt and get after the quarterback. And like I said earlier, the Seahawks – their weakness far and away the D-line, and I honestly would advocate for them double-dipping. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I truly believe it's I – I never usually advocate for that, but I think it's a smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think that's what they should do because they do need help on that offensive uh, – defensive line. Um, they weren't the best against the, against the rush. And, uh, yeah, against the rush – and they weren't good with pass, uh, rushing the passer either. So to go D, interior D-line and on the edge, it just makes all the sense in the world. But that does it for our, our geez, the 11 through 20 picks in the first round of the draft. Now we're going to 21 through 31. This is the back end, the last few picks of the first round. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. So we are on to our third and final segment of this mock draft. So we started with 1 through 10, 11 through 20, and now on to 21 through 31. No 30-second pick thanks to the Miami Dolphins. Well, there will be, but it'll be on day two. So an unofficial first round pick we could call it on day two but you could do that you could talk about that on your on your own time but at number 21 i am leading off with the los angeles chargers taking brian Breesy, defensive tackle from clemson so this is a what's that tucker's favorite exactly Uh, yeah so the chargers are a team that really needs help with the rushing game, at least defending the run, that is. They really need help with that. And they've been doing well everywhere else in addressing all of the other positions on the field, wide receiver, running back, uh, offensive line, quarterbacks, ben, is, ben's, it's been great. De- uh, overall defense has been fairly good, but – their, ru- their rushing defense is one of the worst in the league. So defensive tackle just makes all the sense in the world to them. But at number 22, Baltimore. Tuck, your Ravens. The floor is yours, buddy. Oh, yes. 
with the 22nd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Baltimore stand up because we are selecting Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. Yes, we need a cornerback spot filled now that we won't sign Marcus Peters, or at least I don't think we will. I'll be happy if we sign Marcus Peters. But until then, Deontay Banks will do just fine. He's younger, cheaper, and faster than Marcus Williams. He has ball skills for days, and I think he'll be a complimentary piece to Marlon Humphrey. And this secondary is elite with Deontay Banks in it. Yes, sir. Let's get him. I hope he's there during draft night. I hope he's there. Come on. Yeah, well, they're absolutely going to need another corner opposite Marlon Humphrey after Marcus Peters is still on the free agent market, you're not, you're most likely not going to get him back and he's probably not worth it due to his decline in play and his demands in, in a contract. Um, but for Minnesota at 23, CJ, tell me about who they're going to take. So the 23rd pick, we have Minnesota Vikings taking – Zay Flowers, wide receiver from Boston College. Now, here's the deal with Zay Flowers. He's small. Yes, I know. He's like 5'9", 5'10". Ooh, scary. But he is a speedster. This man has the agility and the speed to make even the most disciplined of man corners look foolish. This is not opinion. This is fact. And when you think about it, wide receiver is actually a big need for the Vikings because you have Justin Jefferson, arguably the best receiver in the game. That's great. That's perfect. But, I mean, who else? K.J. Osborne's a serviceable, like, maybe number three, low-end number two, but then that's it. I think it behooves you to go out and get another playmaker like Flowers if you're the Vikings. Yeah, well, especially with Adam Thielen gone. Um, they're going to need another wide receiver opposite Justin Jefferson, and it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for them to have two elite wide receivers. Imagine if this kid pans out on like a, a, like a big-time level, and then you have Justin Jefferson and Zay Flowers coming from both sides. Unbelievable That would that be. Um, and Kirk Cousins still wouldn't be a top-10 quarterback. But – um, oh boy, we're not at, at number 24. I have Jacksonville taking Nolan Smith, an edge out of Georgia. So it was tough picking who Jacksonville takes because they don't have any legitimate high end needs, they're pretty solid everywhere that you look, even at the tackle position where they lost Jawan Taylor. They still have Walker Little, who stepped in as a backup and has done pretty well. Um, in relief of Cam Robinson. So what do you, so what do you do? You go edge because they weren't the best with rushing the passer, so they should certainly go with uh, go with the edge. You know, if they want to go tackle, they can do that in the on a day two pick, but edge is the best way that they should do right now because um, they do not have much in terms of pass rush. They could have taken Aiden Hutchinson in last year's draft, but they wanted to go. Trayvon Walker. Jury's still out on him, but God, what a boneheaded pick that was. All right. Tuck, give me the Giants at 25. The Giants, once again, with the with the 2023rd pick and the um with the 25th pick in the 2023 NFL draft, 
the New York Giants select Quinn Johnson, wide receiver TCU. Now, uh, they I believe that the Giants finally upgraded their weapons this offseason with the addition of De- uh, Darren Waller, but they need more from the wide receiver spot. Uh, Kenny Galladay wasn't giving it to him, so I'd give them a wide receiver that they de- so desperately need. I believe if done right and they develop him properly, this guy can be a red zone problem. He has 4-4 speed and is a big body target. The problem is he doesn't always act like that. So if they can, if they are able to develop him, oh, yes, uh, Danny Dimes is definitely going to like throwing the ball to Quentin Johnston. Yeah, that is if he pans out. So we'll see if that works out for them. Uh, the Giants have been going at wide receiver for quite some time now, which I got to respect because they know what their needs are and they keep trying to address it. Just they're not doing it right. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, just none of it has worked out. So I, I wish them the best with this pick. We'll see if it works out. But uh, CJ, who is Dallas going to select at number 26? So. Looking at the 26th pick, the Dallas Cowboys are selecting Darnell Washington, yeah. tight end Georgia. This is one of Justin Tucker's favorites. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So here's the thing. Well, Tucker and I disagree on where we should on where he should go. I think we can both agree on that if he's there, Dallas better scoop him up, right? Yep. So here's the thing. They need a tight end because you had a good tight end. You did. But, you know, you had a – I'm blanking Dalton on the Schultz. guy's name. Thank you, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, you had Dalton Schultz. But I got some news for you, Cowboys fans. You no longer have Dalton Schultz. So you get a big-body tight end who acts like a six lineman and can high point the ball. That's a fun weapon for Dak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't. This is a Dallas team that doesn't have many needs, and tight end just has happens to be one of those few. And like I said, this Cowboys team, whether you like it or not, is the most well rounded it has been in years. And I would say they probably have their best shot at contending this year than they have in the past decade. So we'll see how it works out. I'm not saying I'm not making any predictions, just saying that they have some good talent this year. Um, but at 27, I have Buffalo, and I have them taking Kalijah Kansi, defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. So they have Ed Oliver, but his contract is going to be up soon, and he's getting up there in age. So they are going to need to find a, find his replacement fairly quick. So that is the guy who they take. If now I would say this, this would be a slam dunk pick. If, um, if the Falcons didn't get stupid and pick uh, Bijan Robinson, I would say that they would take him if he lasted that far, because there's also the Eagles who might, who have been rumored to want uh, to go, to go running back as well. And our Patriots, God forbid, so they go they go defensive tackle, but if Bijan Robinson is there and they don't take him, there's going to be some issues. Um, so at 28, 
Cincinnati, Tuck, uh, give it to us. God, uh, of all the teams I've had to get, I would rather get Pittsburgh than get Cincinnati. But with the 28th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback, Mississippi State. I want this team to suffer. I don't want to give them a good player. I don't want to give them Emmanuel Forbes. I want them to stay with Eli Apple. I want them to suffer with what they got. But unfortunately, we had to give them a good player. I didn't like it when they told me this is how it had to go. I said, give them the worst player available. Give them a seventh round pick. They said no. And so this is how we got here. Emmanuel Forbes is a good corner. He's not the high intel talent that Devin Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez is, but a still reliable player for the Mississippi State defense. I think he can do good things, especially in the AFC North. That's all I have to say about this. I'm not talking any more positively when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals. We appreciate you for trying. Yeah, I mean, that's the best you're going to do from – I mean, we. I know Tuck doesn't like being unbiased, but you know, it, you can you can see the pain in his eyes when he when he does it. But I mean, it, it is it is a need for them, and they've addressed everything else. They did lose both their safeties, um, but they got another kid in free agency, and they still have Dax Hill to slide in in the other the other safety spot. So what they really need is corner, especially since. They are probably the deepest they've been in a very long time uh, on that offensive line. So that is that is a positive that they haven't had in, in quite some, quite a while. So cornerback is that's the issue here. So they got to they have to um, they have to address that. And honestly, I think this isn't enough. I think they should trade up. So there's another tr- a tr- another trade possibility for you. Um, so at twenty nine. CJ, who is New Orleans going to take? So at 29, we have the New Orleans Saints taking Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher from Iowa. Now, a lot of there's rumors that he could go to Philly at 10. He might go in the middle of the first round. No, he shouldn't. This is about where he should go. And if New Orleans can get him, then that is just wonderful. Because I think anything higher than pick 25 is a massive reach for him. But that being said... It fills a need for New Orleans because you lost Marcus Davenport in free agency. Cam Jordan's not getting any younger. And Peyton Turner, your other first-round edge rusher, has been a flop. So, hey, it fills a need. Yeah, that is a fair point. They are lacking in the depth, and they are aging uh, at that position. And their defense, a defense that has been – one of their staples in the past couple of years is starting to deteriorate a little bit. So to revamp that would be huge for them. But at number 30, I have Philly, and they are going to take Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida. Now, I'm not a big fan of them taking guards, and honestly, I think they should wait till day two to do it. But it's not about what I think they should do. It's about what they will do. That's the spirit. And they do need some help on that offensive line, particularly on the interior. And Osiris Jones does fill fill the need. And I have I am notoriously against uh, uh, guards being taken in the first round. But if they work, then they work. And if this guy works out, then fine, 
fine, whatever. I still wish you took you took one of these guys in the <laughs> in with your second round pick. Um, but Tuck, close us out with Kansas City at number thirty one. I don't know how they keep getting away with absolute filth, but with the thirty with the last and final pick in the first round of the twenty twenty three NFL draft, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs select. Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. They do not deserve to have him. I don't know how he got to the spot. He should be higher. The fact that Kansas City, we actually mocked him to Kansas City, tells you a lot. He should not have fallen this far. He should be drafted way before anybody, before Kansas City gets to him. But in that offense, oh, my God, he is going to be a 1,000-yard receiver and a 10-plus touchdown type of guy in that offense because Patrick Mahomes will be able to find him. He's a good route runner, and he's compl- I believe he can fit whatever they need for him to do in Kansas City. Yeah, and honestly, this, this is very reminiscent of the Patriots of old from the last 20 years with Brady and Belichick. They would just feast off of the rest of the league's stupidity. And it feels like that has been exactly what Kansas City does. The league hates it, but I'm just sitting here. I don't. I mean, I hate them, but I I respect them. And I think about where the Patriots were, how they were exact in that exact spot. So I I give them a little bit of respect. But I mean, Jordan Addison, it's it's a it's a need for them because they 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 need wide receiver. They already needed wide uh, help at wide receiver. Before they lost Nicole Hardman and uh, and uh, Juju Smith Schuster, now they need it even more. So you go and get Jordan Addison. That's huge. That's a big ad for them, um, and it keeps them in Super Bowl contention while they have their while they have their contending window open. But that does it for our official 2023 NFL mock draft. Our second annual. Uh, mocking of the official one. So this could be very different, and you guys could go back into the comment section and say, you guys are freaking morons. How did you dra- How did you mock him there when you went over there? It's, go- it's going to happen. Uh, we got a lot of picks wrong last year, but we got a lot of them right. We actually did pretty well with the top ten. Yeah. All right. So that's going to be it. But do you guys have anything else before we end the show tonight? Good luck watching the draft. Godspeed, everyone. Please don't let Jordan Addison fall to Kansas City at 31. Also, all right. let's all let's just hope now Bill Belichick doesn't do another boneheaded trade back or reach on someone. Thank you. Amen. You know what, guys? The real NFL draft was the friends, the friends we made along the way. <laughs> All right, but you know me; I'm a big draft guy, so I can't. Wait hey, 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 whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop the steal. That'll there, do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.